0: Welcome back to What the World Needs More Of. My name is Jerick Robbins. I am your host for today's episode. Today, we are joined by a very special guest. Her name is Tara Mackey. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Now, we are going to dive directly into the question of the show, which is, what do you believe the world needs more of?
1: Love. And I know that sounds so, so cliche, but I really, I can't think of a better thing that the world needs more of, I think, because love is a conversation starter for so many other things. It's understanding, it's realizing that there's really no difference between us. Like we are all going through a very similar struggle, which is that of being human And, um, I think the more love we show one another, the easier it becomes to, to have gratitude in this world. And then the more gratitude you have in this world, the easier your life becomes, the easier your life becomes, the more you can help others. And I think that's sort of the point that we're all trying to get to. Hmm.
0: I love that. And how do you bring that to life in your own personal journey each day?
1: So. I'm very lucky to be able to do a lot of things that I love every single day. So every day I I write and I make music and I share those things with people um, and then I create art, you know, like music videos around those concepts. And for me, it's not about just putting more stuff into the world. Um, I also make organic beauty products. I do so with intention. Everything that I make is something that is sort of a solution to a problem that doesn't um have a solution yet so i love music i love like pop music i love new music i'm always trying to listen to not not even what's out now but what's coming out um and for me the idea was I really needed to make conscious music because I felt like everybody was saying the same thing. And it didn't really matter what they were saying. The song was going to get stuck in your head anyway. You have the right beat. You have the right melody. Um, Somebody's going to like the song, but you don't have to drop sponsorships and say the same thing every single time. So for me, it was about bringing a consciousness back into music. Like, Make a great song, but make it about you know, how true wealth is inside all of us. And, you know, we don't need all this stuff that all the other artists are telling us that we need. And so everything that I try to bring into the world is with, um, with love in that I want people to feel like they have, and they are enough already. And that maybe, you know, this other thing that they can bring to their life, whether it's a you know product I've created or a book I've written or music they can listen to, makes them feel like they are enough, and that's that's okay.
0: Hmm. I love that. What would you yeah. consider to be your wow factor? Like what makes you uniquely you?
1: Um I think i'm I really sort of embody and put out everything that I've been given, which I think a lot of us struggle to do. I know I struggled to do it for a really long time. I have a science background and I was, you know, I worked regular nine to five jobs for a long time, like everybody else. And then, um, I was really inspired in 2011 after a lot of tragic things in my life had sort of culminated to a a boiling point. I was really inspired to, do what I knew that I was put on this earth to do. not what my parents wanted me to do, or what school told me to do, or what society told me to do, but what I knew I was born to do. And I've just been doing that pretty much every day since, and somehow it's miraculously worked out. Um, I think because once i I put the faith into it um, and really believed in myself, I mean, once you believe in yourself, everyone around you is gonna believe in you. Like I just realized pretty quickly that that was the secret that I had been missing all along is that I had been doubting myself and my true capabilities. And every time I'm able to make something and it looks the way that it looked in my head and it feels the way that I thought it was gonna feel and it does what I thought it was gonna do and other people like it, that's validation to me that we're all worthy. And as long as you're doing what you feel like your God universe given talents are, that's gonna lead you to really great places.
0: Mm, I love it. Take us into one of those moments. What's a moment that helped you? So so you you got the belief in the self, you started connecting within it, you started really going for it. You know, what was that transitionary moment like? Or what are one of the moments where you knew it was really working? Um, <laughs>
1: I love that question. Um, so I, my, the catalyst for my whole journey started when I came cold turkey off of fourteen daily medications that I had been taking, many of which I'd been taking for over half my life, for eleven years since I was a teenager. Um, I did this when I was twenty-four years old, and um, I did it after a suicide attempt. And I realized that, you know, I, I needed to start thinking differently. That I had gotten here because I had been thinking in a mindset of helplessness. And I knew that I was more powerful than that and more empowered than that and more intelligent than that. And I feel like if you've gotten here, like if, even if you're say listening to a podcast like this, right, you've gotten to a place in your life where you, you want to be empowered. And the only difference between wanting to be empowered and being empowered is, is believing in yourself. And so I really just kind of, cut the bullshit and realize, I, first of all, I had nothing to lose, right? The worst thing that could happen is if I go off this medication, then I, it doesn't work and I have to go back on it. Um, and luckily for me, once I made that decision to to come off, and I'm not saying this decision is for everybody, it's certainly not. Um, I did not do it the safe, correct way at all. I should have seen a doctor and weaned off. I went cold turkey overnight off a ton of medication, And I went through withdrawal symptoms for about three years. But in that time, literally books fell off the shelf for me about natural alternatives to the drugs that I had been taking. So I replaced fentanyl, a narcotic, with turmeric, a spice, within like a two-week period of each other, and I found turmeric to actually work in a superior way to the narcotic drugs that I had been taking. And so... Once I made that first decision, life just sort of led me and opened up doors and windows and cracks for me to crawl through that led me to real, true healing, the kind of healing I had been searching for all along. And that came in a lot of different forms, meditation, walks, hikes, um like time spent alone, time spent with friends, letting go of toxic people, like, you know, eating the right foods, figuring out the right supplements. It came in so many different forms that, um, but that moment definitely was, was the catalyst. And when I realized it was working um, was probably, you know, just a few weeks after I started was when I really started to see that these things I was replacing my drugs with and replacing my bad habits with were actually serving me were actually doing the things I wanted the drugs to do all along were actually doing the things I wanted those relationships to do all along and then I was meeting people who were handing me more books that were helping me and leading me in the directions and telling me that I was brave for what I was doing and that I could do more and um, I'd never been around people like that before I'd never allowed myself to hear those things and but but those first moments were, were definitely some of the most important
0: Powerful. Powerful. What about a moment that made you feel incredibly humble along the journey?
1: Oh, wow. So, so many. Um, so after I made the decision to come off all my drugs and I'm moving out to California from New York and I'm on a road trip and I'm super empowered and literally nothing can stop me and there's no way I'm going to turn around and go back home. You know, there's I'm not going to spend another winter in New York. There's no way in hell, there's, you'd have to move heaven and earth to get me back there. Um, I got a phone call from my grandparents. Now my, my biological parents were drug addicts and alcoholics. I, um, saw my mom overdose when I was six years old. My grandparents got custody of me by the time I was seven. So my grandparents raised me, my grandmother and grandfather, my mom's parents. And, um, I got a call from them when I was in Arizona, I was a state away from California. Um, that my grandfather, my adoptive father had stage four cancer mm. and it stopped me in my tracks. And the first thing I asked them was, do you want me to come back home? I mean, but, I mean, they they literally the first diagnosis they gave him six months to live. And then they started to do tests and the tests came back rare, unknown. They don't know how to treat this thing. They don't know what it is. So, they were very supportive of me. No, go to California, like do what you're here to do. But I went home probably two weeks out of every month for two and a half years until he passed away. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting to me because that was very humbling of like, you can be as empowered as you want and think that there's nothing out there that's going to take you down or turn you around or, or bring you back to a place that you were so done with. Um, and then there it is. (laughs) Um, and it's the one thing you could never really imagine. So it taught me to always sort of, um, you know, but, but still do your dreams. Like, I honestly feel like, you know, he surpassed that six month diagnosis and, um, partially because of science and doctors and medication and love and support from our family. And I think partially also because, you know, I did, I was, living a dream that he was very proud of and wanted to see me continue to do. Um, And that really gave me a great perspective on what the quote-unquote right thing to do is in in a time like that. You know, sometimes all your parents really, really want from you is to do what you know is best for yourself. And that was really powerful for me too and, and very humbling.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. What about... What about an awe-inspiring moment? Mm.
1: Oh, there's been. I honestly feel like every moment since the moment I decided to take my life back after my suicide attempt, I'm just in awe. Like I honestly, I've been able to pit, like do so many beautiful things that it would almost be impossible for me to pick one. Um, especially now, I mean, I just feel like so much that I never dreamed of has been accomplished. Like even when my, you know, to having my first book launch at Barnes and Noble to literally like a week ago, you know, being in Hawaii to celebrate a friend and, um, being able to travel and being able to make music and put the things out there that I'm able to do. And, really was feel like I was given a second chance I think the things that really stick out to me though are what I hear from other people because of because of what I've been able to do since my second chance like when other people come up to me and tell me their stories that's really amazing um I had a friend he's a friend now but he came up to me during a book launch and just told me that my first book Cured by Nature, he had given to his mother when she was diagnosed with cancer. And based on what she read in the book, um, combined with other, you know, lifestyle changes that she was inspired to do because of the book, she had cured herself of cancer. And those kind of moments really, really, like, I feel like that's the stuff I'll be thinking about when You know, I know it's kind of my time to go, however many hundreds of years from now that is, Um, because those moments are like, wow, I actually feel like I gave somebody else a second chance as well. And those are really, those have been very powerful for me. That's
0: beautiful. Beautiful. What about your greatest fear?
1: Oh, my greatest fear is for sure not having the time to do everything I want to do. Right. So like, I've also, you know, I haven't had the easiest life. I've lost a lot of people and a lot of people who were very young or in a tragic way when it was before their time. And I think my greatest fear is not, not being able to stick around for everything I want to do. And so I try to not ride too many roller coasters or jump out of too many airplanes <laughs> because I really, I value this life a lot and I value, um, the idea that, that, uh, you know, we're all put here for a reason and we have a contract to fulfill, uh, sort of a karmic contract. And I want to give back and put out as many beautiful things into this world as I possibly can.
0: Love that. What are you most excited about for your future?
1: Oh, um, I'm excited to reach a lot of people. So like, that's my biggest goal. And, and a lot of the stuff that I'm, you know, it's not profit driven. Cause it's stuff like, you know, music where you make like 0.001 cent for like every streamers. Like it's not stuff that's going to make me a ton of money. I mean, it might one day, but it's, um, it's the idea that I want to make people feel worthy and, and better about whatever they're going through right now. Cause we're all going through something. And, um, I really want to give people hope in every form. And that's what I'm really excited about is just to reach more people, have more conversations, Um, I talk to strangers like every single day and that's the most exciting thing to me is when people reach out to me and they say, you know, I read your book and it really changed me or your music's been on my playlist for a month and, you know, I'm going through a a really tough time right now and it's really putting me in, in such a better mood or I'm having dance parties every morning to it or I use your products and, you know, my, this is my skin six months ago and this is my skin now. Like those are the kinds of things that I'm super excited about is just to learn more and be able to do more.
0: very much love that that's cool so we're gonna transition to the second segment of the show we call this the nuts and bolts this is the Mm -hmm. tactical tangible practical immediately applicable and appliable kind of advice from you to everyone who's listening all those wonderful people out there Mm -hmm. and and so the first question here is where do you currently spend the majority of your thoughts and time in life each day right now
1: Um, honestly right now at home um, I've I've worked really hard to build a life and a sanctuary that I really feel like I can grow in and I've been traveling a lot so Um, it feels really good to just be able to, to come home. And I encourage everybody to do the same thing. I talk to so many people who are frustrated in life because of what their home situation is, and I know it's not always that easy or possible to change it, but I feel like always having it as a goal to work towards, having a very, to see your home as a sanctuary and a place of peace and somewhere that you can rest and relax and also get a lot of work done is... Uh, very essential to mental health. And I, have realized that recently, and I'm, I'm really trying to make it as much of a sanctuary as I possibly can.
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Now, what is one of the keys to your success in that?
1: My success in creating
0: that life, sanctuary. Uh, creating, creating that
1: sanctuary. Um, you know, I honestly feel like I don't compromise anymore with where I decide to live. Not that I will blow all my money on where I'm living, but that I will set intentions when I'm looking for a place to live. And, um, I don't settle on the place until they've, it's met those intentions. And, that's not, I don't even think that's a place of privilege. I've started to do that a really long time ago when I had almost like nothing When I was spending like $350 yeah. a month on rent. And I would set these little intentions of, I want to find a place with a porch, or I want to find a place where I can garden, or I want to find a little house that's near a hiking trail. You know, it doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be, I want a pool in six bedrooms. Um, But setting the intentions of what you want your place to look like. And even if you can't move, doing something that makes it feel more like home in the place you're currently in, decorating in a certain way or turning a room into like a little library or something, that always really helped me when I didn't have much to work with, make me feel like when I was coming home from work, that was a place that I could unwind.
0: Mm, I love that. Now, our final question is, what is one actionable tip that can help everyone listening achieve and experience the kind of success in their life that you've been able to create in yours?
1: Remember your power and stay disciplined because I think so many of us give our power away. We give it away to our phones or our apps or TV or other people or our parents or our relationships remember your power every single day. Remember, even if you have to write it down, I had to write it down for so long. Remember what you're here to do. And I still, I mean, I don't have to write it down every day because I have it on my board. I have like a, you know, in my office, I have a little, like a boss board and underneath it's like things I want to accomplish and things I'm here to do. And, um, I just look at that every day and I really feel like, Getting disciplined, and in my second book, discipline is is you know it's in the wild is an acronym, and D is for discipline, and it's in the title because um, so many people start things, but they don't know how to finish them, and the only way you finish something is to get disciplined about it. So decide who you are, and then get disciplined about becoming her every single day.
0: I love that. I love that. Now, for those listening, you had mentioned you have a couple books, so I'm going to highlight them real quick. Uh, The first one you wrote, I believe, is called Cured by Nature. Could you give us a little insight to that? Like, what is that all about?
1: Yeah, so Cured by Nature, I wrote it when I was um, in my late 20s. So right after this whole transition and journey and the – the way the book came about was my publishing company actually found my blog, The Organic Life, and asked if I wanted to turn my story into a book. And I said I would love nothing more. So um, I wrote about my journey going on all the drugs. It's basically you know, my story from when I was born to what got me on 14 different medications by the time I was 24 to begin with. And then how I came off of them, what that catalyst really looked like, uh, where I was in my life. And all the natural alternatives that I replaced all the drugs with, there's an entire chapter on that, plus other ones I've learned since for some of the most common, commonly prescribed drugs like anxiety, depression, um, pain, inflammation. I have alternatives for all of those in that book. And then um, it's sort of is a Wild Habits my second book is sort of a continuation of that.
0: Very cool. And walk us through Wild. I remember we we had an Instagram live and you shared what this acronym means. Could you walk people through that?
1: Sure. Wild is an acronym and it stands for Willingness, Intuition, Love, and Discipline. And those are the four steps to turn any bad habit that you have that's not serving you into a good habit that propels your life in the direction of your dreams. Um, and we, you know, I touched a little bit about the discipline part. So just to give a short example, like, you know, I, I reiterate my story in that book about, cause m- the biggest follow-up question I got after cured by nature was, you know, that's great that you're able to do all these things. And I started to do them, but I've sort of fallen off the wagon. How, how are you able to continue to do this every day for, you know, seven years, eight years. And, um, so I wrote the book about my journey of actually applying this to my life and how it's worked out in my life and in the lives of friends and family and clients and, um, stories I've heard from other people. And it's, it's actually been really wonderfully transformative to see how many different ways people have applied this method to their lives and actually seen real results. Mm -hmm.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Now, thank you, Thank you for joining us. Uh, for thank you for who having are me. Interested in connecting you with you more, watching your music video that just came out and many mm-hmm. more to come. Uh, connecting with you online, where do we send them?
1: So anyone can you can go to my Instagram t a r a a m a c k e y. You can find me on YouTube. Um, you can find my blog theorganiclifeblog.com. dot com. Uh, You can buy my books on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any bookstore. You can find my skincare company at geneticsorganic.com, or you can just Google me.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Thank you again for joining us. For everyone who tuned in, if you have a friend, a family member, a colleague who you know needs to hear this, please share it with them. We believe sharing is caring. We like caring people around here, so make sure to share. And we're very, very much looking forward to seeing you all next episode.